Welcome to Inside the Dome Podcast. I am Hank Bollinger. Alongside me are my good friends, Logan Scott, Cade Leiby, and Garrett Cannon. Uh, Logan Scott, back with us finally after uh, spending the, about a week in Mexico. Logan, how, how was it, man? Yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Got to relax, got engaged, have a good time, you know. Yeah, All the good stuff you're, in life. You're engaged now, so that's uh, how's that yes, feel? Sir. That's going to be different. Uh, a little bit. I mean, not. it's not – a whole lot different to be honest is not i mean not a whole lot's changed yet it'll become it'll a, bit, a lot will be changing soon though nice and garrett how was your weekend in kansas city dude just kind of hung out you know not much to do with everything going on but got to kind of walk around the westport area downtown check out the city a little bit more so it was pretty fun nice to was, just get out of the house and look around so was it busy at all yeah it was, i mean yeah my parents came up they they brought us some stuff I forgot, so I got to see them. That was good too. But I mean, yeah, it was pretty busy, honestly. There's some people, pretty pretty good uh, amount of people walking around eating and stuff like that. So we'll see. Things starting to <laughs> open up a little bit. Yeah, yes, sir. Gotcha. Kate, how was how was your weekend, man? Uh, it was all right. You know, my uh, Cardinals still aren't playing baseball, so that's kind of a bummer. But yeah. so and they were so pretty, close too. Yeah, I know, but some pretty cool acnes in general. I've actually lost 50 pounds, which I think is a big accomplishment for me. I still look oh, a boy. bit like Andy Reid, but, you know, we're halfway there. <laughs> My goal is to hit 100, so. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. Um, yeah, guys, it was a – it was definitely a weird weekend, especially a weird Sunday and part of today on Monday, especially when it comes to college football talk. Uh, the Big Ten apparently had a meetings uh, this evening and Sunday evening about what they are going to do moving forward about the season. Now, I've all four of us, we've heard so many different so many different things the media have said about the Big 10 conference and what they're meeting about and what they're talking about. Obviously, it's about, you know, this postponing the season to the spring or maybe canceling it or I've also heard other things where they're not going to cancel it, they're just going to postpone it to like 2 weeks after. It, it's it's a mess. I, I it's at the point now where I can't really believe what people are saying about it on twitter um but guys to start out i just want to do a buy or sell real quick is college football is it going to happen this year is it going to happen on time september 9th or whatever day it is i'm not sure 100 is it going to happen this year um logan you can go and take it off you buying or selling that the college football season is going to happen this year uh i'm gonna buy that it's going to happen i think there's still there's a big fight going on right now between the big 10 pac 12 versus ACC, SEC, and Big 12 uh, and the Power Five conferences trying to um, – the Big 10, Pac-12 are trying to get the rest of the conferences to cancel. Big 10 took the first step in going ahead and saying that they're going to cancel. But I have heard rumors that there is talks uh, – the Big the Big 10 said that they're going to allow their teams to potentially join other conferences that if those other conferences decide to go ahead and play – uh, so that's that's a rumor that I've heard that I think could really be interesting. 
Um, in terms of Big 12, I've heard some some uh, rumors with Nebraska coming back for this for this season, which would be really fun, and uh, possibly Iowa as well. Definitely, um, Cade. Are you are you going to buy or sell this season for college football? I'm absolutely selling this, and I'm going to be a very rich man after this as well. There is absolutely no chance we get a snap of college football this year. It is impossible to bubble these college kids. There's absolutely no way they're going to be able to get this done. They can't implement the safety protocols. They're not going to be able to ensure the safety and um, health of the players, coaches, staff, anyone. It is just completely impossible to tell 18 through 22-year-old kids look, you have to stay in a bubble and you cannot do anything for a full semester of college. We are not having college football this year. Wow, that is a hard take, Cade. We are going to argue about that here in about uh, after Garrett talks. So, you, Garrett, I want to hear your discussion. Yeah, just you my, my opinion just out there. Who cares, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to have to go in between of these. I know Hank's probably going to be very hard on that one. Uh, Cade is very hard on the sell. I don't know. I'm going to – I'm going to do sell, but I'm going to do a lighter sell than Cade did. <laughs> I'm going to wish that there's football. I hope there's football. I pray to God there's football. But my logic mind is saying I just can't see it. Like Cade mentioned a couple of good points. Uh, it is – if they do try to do a bubble type thing with the NBA slash MLB, I mean, you've already seen MLB not work with the Cardinals and some other players, some other teams. And that was a pretty good roster size. And, yeah, you think about college football, do you think that's a cut about half the roster, which is going to do something with people's scholarships, you know, F up, all that stuff. Um, or they're going to have to do – they're going to lose money, though, I see on the other end of it. Like, that is a huge income for colleges and all that. But, I like, I, I kind of – like Logan was mentioning earlier, the whole, like, bringing, like, maybe Nebraska, Iowa, or even if SEC does it too, like Mizzou or Arkansas. Like we mentioned in previous podcasts about, like, adding teams. If they could join the Big 12, if we do have a football season, that could look really big for the Big 12. They could maybe strong strong arm some of the conferences. But, hey, like, we could keep, like, one of, the, one of these teams SEC, one of these teams from the Big 10. So, I'm going to say sell, though. I mean, I really want to see that. That would be kind of cool to get that kind of interconference thing going on. But it just doesn't seem logical to me. I'm going to say sell it, unfortunately. But I do hope it happens. And I really hope we get some college football this year. Garrett, I'm going to disagree with what you said. We won't talk about it because it's kind of off topic. Maybe later in the podcast we can. I disagree with what you said about MLB doing a bad – I think MLB has done a great job when it comes to how they're done everything. Just the Cardinals have done bad. I think the way that no, they yeah, handled MLB's, the Miami Marlins that, and do all that stuff. I'm just saying I don't, think it's, I don't think it's been disastrous. I no, said we just blame Cade for it. I, like, I feel like that's a good, a good fair ground right there. No, yeah, I mean, MLB didn't – they're not doing it bad. I'm just saying compared to the NBA, how they've done it. I'm just oh, saying there's less players and stuff like that. Like, the MLB – NBA, I mean, they had it at the beginning, you know, but players didn't come at first. Like, Russell Westbrook and Zion, even though Zion, I didn't think, had it. But I think Russell Westbrook had it. But NHL's had zero positive tests, I yeah, think. Yeah, NHL. But, again, that's kind of great. rosters as well. But I'm just saying um, the MLB's so far has had it. But, yeah, they've done a great job. Don't get me wrong. They've done – really good job minimizing risk and if it has popped up they've kind of snapped on it so I think they've done a great job don't get me wrong but um okay first of all there could be a argument made possibly a better argument made when I say this in my opinion and it's okay it's okay that you disagree with me but I really think it's more safe 
for players to play football and be on the team and do that, do the team activities and where they have more budget to be safe and have, you know, have a better opportunity to be social distancing than to not be an athlete and just go to class and be normal. I think you could argue that it's much safer for these players to be playing college football this year besides than what you said. You know, I think Logan might agree with me, but um, I, I really do think that it, one, no one wants to cancel college football. I mean, no one does. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Maybe except for ESPN. Some of their headlines this weekend were really – I was really questioning what they were saying because it really seemed like they didn't even want a season this year by the way they were tweeting. Now, today they kind of made up for it and um, said some things. But Jim Harbaugh, Trevor Lawrence, and we saw some other people reach out and talk about the college football season this year. Guys, I really think it needs to happen. And like I said, I, I really think it's honestly more safe for players to, you know, have a coach who's on them 24-7 about being social distancing, being healthy. You know, if not, these guys are, might just go home and they might contract the virus there at home and not social distance because they don't really need to. I mean, they're not having a football season. If anything, I think it's more safe for players to be together, to have that peer pressure of, dang, we got to stay healthy, we got to stay safe, rather than just go out and be, do normal things and just maybe go home and contract the virus there. I think now from a money standpoint, I can maybe understand. And really the one thing that I think is kind of dumb about all this, the big 10, I don't really think they're worried about the coronavirus. I think they're worried about if a player were to get it, them being liable for it. I think it's really a money thing. I really don't think it's just about the virus. And I think you I guys agree. agree with me that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. As I say, something else I failed to mention, like <clears throat> I think others conferences and like, you know, Big Ten with them canceling or moving it back. I think they're doing that. Like, like you said, like they'd rather be the team or the conference that decides to cancel and nothing happens instead of letting it go. Then all of a sudden they have a media poop storm on them and being caught in that bad line. Like you said, being in the financial standpoint as well. So I could, it's a tough line for those conferences to walk, uh, honestly, to see like, what the season is going to come out to be. Say something, Kate. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear what you. I want. I want to hear more from what you think about. That. So okay. So two different things on this. Number one is a question for Garrett and Logan. What did you guys do on Saturday nights after your football games? Uh, went to bars, but bars aren't open now. So that kind read of read my bars. Bible. Bars are still open. Yeah. <laughs> say that again, Garrett. Say that a little louder, please. <laughs> <laughs> say it louder. No, I'm serious. Say it louder. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was in Hillsborough, Kansas, so there wasn't much to do, but we would uh we would go out. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get the whole football team together to have like little house parties and stuff, you know. So yeah, not a lot of social distancing going on. <laughs> Hank, that's exactly the point I'm making. These student athletes are not employees to those universities. And as long as they are not employees, they cannot be told to quarantine themselves and they cannot be told to stay in a bubble while they are on campus there. That is the only reason I believe we are not having college football this year. It's due to that fact alone that you cannot keep these kids in a bubble. It's impossible. Okay, so, so, but it, that doesn't change. Like, kid, they're, they're going to do that anyway if they're students. That's a, you know, that's the, they, they, have a more, they have a bigger opportunity to do that when they are students. Now, don't get me wrong. College kids are going to be college kids. You know, we've all been there. But what I'm saying is you know, when, when they have a head coach – that's going to be harping them all the time. You, you know if they go out and do something, they are going to get in trouble for it. There's going to be a lot of consequences if they do go out and do go to bars and do this kind of stuff. And if, if, if they do that, there's a good chance where coaches will be like, guess what, you're not playing for two weeks kind of thing. It, I, I really feel like they can implement some type of, you know, strict policy to keep these players 
not officially in a bubble, but you know what I mean. You know, in the most bubblish they can, if that's even a word. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's hey. it's it's one of those things to me though is like that's where the opt in and opt out thing becomes relevant in college football, like it is in the pros. Like. I take it as some a lot of the guys in the pros, I take it, you know, yes, they're doing it because of safety of them and the people around them. But at the same time, I almost see it as, you know, some of those guys based upon, you know, who they are and their track record, some of those guys are known known partiers that have decided, oh hey, I, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play this season. Maybe it's because they, they value they they'd rather you know get five hundred thousand dollars from the NFL to not do anything and they still be able to go and do what they want to do. But at the same time, if you have these college players who want to play college football and they want to, to sacrifice going out and doing whatever they got to do, if they opt into it, that's, that's a thing that that's a responsibility that they're going to have to accept going into it. With opting in and out, with like scholarship athletes, Logan, would you think they would still get honored that scholarship, a yes. half scholarship? Nothing. Okay, that's what I was going to yeah. say too. I like yeah. that idea. They, well. they, like, they'd like they'd the still idea get their scholarship, but like, yeah, it, it it also for a lot of these guys, like for you, Garrett. Okay, so let's say let's say you're going to be a junior this year. You had a decent sophomore year, but I you, out, you, brother. What are you talking about? That's what you're expected to do this year, right? So. <laughs> So you you've got let's say you play at Clemson you got Trevor Lawrence he's gonna come and play are you gonna go sit out when you have one more year with Trevor Lawrence to try and put together a, yeah get your draft, draft stock yeah get your draft no you're gonna go play going, so that you can go to the league get your money get 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 what you can get like I just think that there's a lot of players you, in the yeah, you see the other power fives that that would say I want to opt in I want to play so I can so I can go pro. Because that's what yeah. that's what ninety percent of their their goals are, is to be to make it to the league. And the other side of it's like, oh yeah, I'm a third string receiver or whatever. Like, screw that. I'm not gonna go risk my health or something. You could be like, yeah, opt out. Like, I do like the opt in now as long as they get honored their scholarships, you know, yeah. uh, all that good stuff. Like, I mean, it's it's they're men, they're grown men. They can make their own decisions and everything. And if they're putting proper safety protocols in place, I don't see a thing wrong with like being able to opt in or out. You know, one thing I also thought about too, and it's really, I don't think they're worried so much about the safety of the players. Because if you think about it, those players are at the lowest risk to of getting the actually having long-term effects from the virus. Now, we don't know everything about the coronavirus, but there's such a very like astronomically small percentage that a player in college football would die due to the COVID. You know, it, it's but it, we we understand. It's I mean, not be more big. We don't know actually. I mean, what to wait for the college football season? But no, yeah. I mean, a college football athlete is not. But yeah, yeah they it, they're not. They're not the ones that are super. It's really mainly just the you know the people who they could possibly give it to is what is the biggest thing. And I yeah, the main to me, danger to me. You know, I mean, you guys know my opinions on it. You know, I'm I'm all for play right now. I I, I think it's really stupid for them. To, to cancel the season, especially if they postpone it to the spring, because guys, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that the virus isn't going anywhere. You know, we, the virus will be around for a very long time. And even if there is vaccines in the springtime, no one's going to rush to get a vaccine right away. Um, mainly because whenever vaccines do go out, it takes like a few years for people to actually get them mainly because they don't trust them yet. They want to see the effects of the vaccine. And I guarantee you, most people are going to be like, well, 
I have a very, very, very good chance that nothing, I, I might even be asymptomatic and not even notice it. And two, uh, it's, it's not really a disease for some people that's really even that deadly. So it's, I think it's yeah, one I think of those things. Nail, though, like about like, if they do get it and then asymptomatic or not, they give that to yeah, their grandparents or elderly yeah, and relatives. That's, and that's, 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 the, that's the that's, main that's, thing. That's why they're trying to get around about. I, I really think that if they play football, if they are with the team, I think they can make it work. I, I really – and you looked at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh tweeted today, out of their 393 uh, tests or something, only one was positive. And or, I don't know the numbers exactly, but it was a really good sign for Michigan football. And I, 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 can, I cannot see an outcome where ha- not having a football season is good. Is any positive in any way for anybody? I think you're taking away a lot of things that we wouldn't understand. Um, Kay, do you have anything more to comment on that? Yeah, have fun bubbling those kids. The baby mamas and girlfriends aren't going to be very happy. That's just one point I want to make. And it, it's just, it's entirely impossible. Like I've said before, to put these kids in a bubble, what are you going to do? It's not, these, but you're what, not, like, gonna, you're not coaches, putting them in a bubble. How, you're not going to, Hank, Hank. How do coaches punish these kids for hanging out with their friends on Saturday nights? You, you can't do it. You can't, but you can implement a very strict – it's going to be kind of like military, unfortunately. But, kid, that's what that's the sacrifice that's going to happen. That's where the opting you, in and opting these out These kids in. are going to have to sign a waiver and be like, hey, I'm okay to play football this year, and if I get it, I'm not holding university liable for it. That, it's going to be that kind of – it's going to be that. That's how it's probably going to have to work, unfortunately. And so, I, to me, I think it's very possible. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be – it's, nothing's going to be easy. I'll just say that about the playing any type of sport right now, but I guarantee you it's going to be way better for everybody. If they go out and they play and they're with the team and they're confined with the team, especially so if they're they together. Just be locked up like on the campus until the, until the season's over or they have visitors uh, in and out. I'm not, no, not going to say they're going to be locked up. I mean, I don't have all the answers. I think, Definitely all the athletes on the same team should room together. I don't think you should have anybody else rooming it, rooming, rooming in together with uh, your players, but I think that's pretty much a thing anyway now but besides the virus. But what I'm saying is uh, you, can't, you can't lock them up. Yes, you guys are right there. You can't, you, know, you can't have it too strict of a bubble. They have to have some type of freedom to go out. But they can do that stuff without being, while, while being smart, without – maybe contracting a virus while staying six feet away from people with wearing a mask, you know, when in a crowded area, I, there's, there's plenty of ways for them to make that work. I think there's too many variables, man. I mean, and they're, but they're also, it's also safe because they're going to be getting tested almost like two, two or three times a week. Most likely, you know, they're going to yeah, be, I'm, I'm there's going to yes. be health yeah. officials there. I, I, Proper to protocols me, and stuff. To me, I think it's very, it, it's more safe for players to, for players to play. Yeah, it's it's just crazy to me because we are literally 19 days away from kickoff. Literally 19 days away from starting the college football season, and there's still questions about whether it's even going to happen. So to me, it's like, how can you wait until the absolute last minute? Like you realize yeah, how this long this timing's awful. <laughs> you you realize how long this thing's been going on for since March. There, these kids have been working out they've been studying they've been learning and, the playbook away. and all this stuff for since, since the end of last season they've been working their tails off since the end of last season and you're gonna wait until two weeks before and say oh sorry you're not gonna play i find it really hard to believe that there's going to be zero college football this year and i i personally like what i and obviously i like i said it's a rumor but I like the idea 
of, you know, if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 aren't going to play, say, look, we're not going to be responsible for putting you guys in harm's way. But if these other conferences that are willing to take th- take that on, if you guys, if they will take you as a team and you still want to play, then for this season, go ahead, go play with them. Because I feel like that, if you could get, let's say, Michigan, Ohio State, and the ACC, you know how much fun that would be? Like, you get yeah, Michigan, I- Ohio State playing against Clemson and Notre Dame, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be a lot. I, I think it's fun to think about that too, especially with adding on those teams to the conference. Because, but yeah, guys, I think what what if this scenario happens for the Big Ten? Let's say the Big Ten cancels their season. Okay, let's say the Pac-12 cancels their season, but the SEC and the ACC and the Big Twelve don't. To me, that makes the Big Ten look kind of dumb. Yep. I think if the Big Ten does does it, all the other conferences have to do it, or the Big Ten's gonna be pissed because they they made this choice and no one else is following it, and now they just look kind of look stupid in a way. Um, I don't know. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. I I just I think that in terms of the Big Ten canceling, I think they I think the Big Ten is trying to get is basically forcing the other conferences to call their bluff. Basically, they're saying, "Look, we're not playing, so you guys either have to join us, or you guys are going to be the ones who." are taking the risk and if it backfires on you, you guys are the one taking all the heat. We're not gonna I, we're not gonna deal with it. I look you think the Big Twelve's kinda waiting on Texas's decision too. <laughs> like they basically run the Big Twelve. Like I mean I hate them. They're awful, but they have the whole Longhorn network and everything. But I agree with Logan. I think like the Big Ten is like, hey, like testing the waters right now. But I just saw an announcement they're coming out with some kind of an announcement for tomorrow on the whole season they're coming out with something so like you said logan those players that have been working every yeah basically since the last game of their season last year their whole next year some of them their careers and futures or whatever it might be they ride on this decision tomorrow for the big 10 and like you said like even if the big if whatever the big 10 does I, like you said i feel like a lot of conferences gonna be that domino effect so i think yeah a lot of big decisions coming uh, this week and especially tomorrow's gonna be the biggest one well, it's like, you know, when you watch the NFL draft every year, there's players that their sophomore seasons didn't have great years. They, they had okay years or they had a bad year. Maybe they didn't get the targets because there was better players. Or maybe in terms of positioning, like for Clemson, sometimes their uh, defensive line is basically just reloaded instead of actually like developing through it. Cause there's some guys that don't get to play till their senior year, but possibly those guys who don't get to play till their senior year could be just as good as those guys above them. They just maybe just are missing just a little bit of, a little bit of speed or knowledge or something that they didn't get their time to really show what they can do. So their draft stock is drastically going to be affected by not playing this season. Even if you wait till the spring, it's just, you can run into so many complications if you just push it back. I, I think it's just really – it will become very, very messy if they just do that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Logan, especially with uh, especially pushing it back. I think it's going to add a lot more complications than we think. Um, real quick, Logan mentioned it. I was let's, let's say the Big Ten does cancel, and they do have that option for teams to go and join another conference. You know, there's 
there was a, room, a couple of rumors today if, if they do that Iowa and Nebraska could be that first team to join the Big 12, first two teams to join the Big 12, and that'd probably be it for the Big 12. Do you guys like that idea? I, I absolutely love it. I know you, we talked about it a little bit, and most of us agree. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think if you add an Iowa team and a Nebraska team, the Big 12, Nebraska's not that good, unfortunately. But Iowa, a team that we're all familiar with, and that's you know, pretty good, and they have that big rivalry with Iowa State. I think that'll bring a, a lot of fun to the Big 12 Conference. and I, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. I don't know. I'm sure it could happen for one year if, like, Ohio State wanted to join the ACC or the Big 12 or something like that. Um, I could see that. But, again, guys, I, I think there's a, there's a way that at least the Power Five conferences can play this year. Now, when it comes to the Northwestern uh, – sorry, the Mountain West Conference, uh, the MAC, who already canceled, uh, also Northwest uh, – I'm sorry, the Mountain West Conference. I did that twice. Uh, I know they canceled for sure, and I know the I'm probably the mid-major conferences are all probably going to cancel. But I think it's it's a it's a very good opportunity for these Power Five schools to be able to play and actually make something work. I think I think it, I think it can happen. And you guys would you guys agree? At least that you know, adding Iowa and Nebraska to the Big Twelve that that could be something very beneficial. Yeah, I think it. I think it gives the some excitement having Iowa and Iowa State both in there. Uh, bringing back Nebraska, who has history in the Big 12, I think would be really cool. There was one other team that I heard was interested, but I hadn't heard that they were actually, like, looking to do it, and that was Wisconsin, which I think would be kind of a really unique one because their playing style seems to fit more in the SEC than the Big 12, but they're very good at what they do. Because they don't throw the ball a whole lot. They're, they're a lot more of ground and pound team, really well known for their offense and defensive lines. And so I think that would be very interesting to see a well-established offense like that come and try and play against the likes of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and just kind of see, see that week in and week out. I think that would be a really interesting add. And it could potentially cause a mix-up in – conferences whenever they do the uh whenever their contracts are up with those conferences yeah i could i mean it'd definitely be interesting to see like you said that'd be a great addition i think with uh having like nebraska and iowa i think that'd be the perfect thing and like i mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast like maybe if the sec decides to join in on that like grabbing missouri back in uh arkansas for the year and then like logan said just maybe like you said like Maybe they saw what could happen, how open that Big 12 was and how well it went, that their contracts are up, like the Nebraska's, their Mizzou's. Even though we did talk about they are in a bigger market cap with the Big 10 SEC, they might be like, wow, I mean, maybe we should go back. Or maybe I was like, maybe we should just join the Big 12. But it'll be interesting uh, if it happens to watch it happen and then to see how the repercussions are in the future, too, if it ends up happening. Yeah, I'm I'm not really going to jump into the hypotheticals when it comes to – this kind of conference realignment thing again. The only thing that bothers me more than anything about this whole college football situation is the fact that the only safety protocol they have had for college football this year is to cancel football. The NCAA, the conferences, the teams, no one has put anything in place to protect the players, the coaches, the staff, anyone. We're not playing college football this year. In terms of playing, there's a – Playing-wise, there's a lot of schools who have ordered an additional face mask that cover – so it's a visor, and then it's got one that covers, like, the mouth. So it, it's like a, like it's the same uh, 
material as what a visor would be, except it just extends to the bottom. There's a lot of schools have already invested money in that. On top of the fact that there's schools who conferences have came out and said, hey, we're not going to play the whole the whole uh, or like their opponents conferences have came out and said, Hey, we're not going to play the season. Or we're not going to play the non-conference or whatever. And there's schools inside some of these conferences, big 12 sec. Well, not sec. They're not playing um, conference games, but big 12 has went out and found teams that are playing that have an opening and set up games. They went through all the trouble of finding teams, setting that up and, you know, doing all the planning for travel and all this other stuff that it's just, to me, they put in so much work for them to honestly believe that they're not playing football. I think that these conferences, Big 12, SEC, and ACC, fully intend to play college football. It's going to take a blindsided decision by the big wig of the conference to say we're not doing it. But I think the teams themselves and the coaches, for the most part, believe that they're going to play this season. I just find, I just find that so hard to believe that they're going to play. And I understand that it's late, uh, but I really don't understand what that really has to do anything with it. I mean, major league baseball had all the opportunities in the world to start baseball in April or May, and they just completely screwed that up. So nothing makes me think that the NCAA, the big 12, SEC, ACs, big 10, none of those conferences, that nothing, the only safety protocol that's been put into place has been to cancel football. Okay, that so, is it. So that let me it. let me ask you this, though. If the Big 12, SEC, and ACC all know that they're going to cancel football and it's a done deal, that's the only thing, only option they have, why haven't they done it? Why would they wait? Why would they keep waiting? The, well, Big, I don't 10, know. the, the Big 10 came out today and said, hey, we're not playing. So you would think that if they already knew, they'd be like, okay, somebody's already – gone out and said it just like with the NCAA basketball tournament Ivy league came out and said, we're not playing. And then it was a domino effect. You know, the Mac said they're not playing the uh, mountain West said they're not playing and just kept, kept going on and on and on. And why, why would you, why would you wait? Why not because just come out and say, Hey, look, we're not playing. Those three conferences, big 12, SEC, ACC, are revenue dominated by football. That is the only reason they have not come out and said anything. But and the, the Big Ten's goes, not? Well, Big Ten's a pretty loaded basketball conference. They are, but at the same time, so is the ACC. Sure, but if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, what games are put on at 7 o'clock on Saturday nights? SEC, Big 12, in ACC, those are those are the big games put on on Saturday nights. Those are the ones with more TV deals. I disagree with that, Kane. I mean, you've got Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State, yeah, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Michigan. I mean, those games, Michigan are, State, yeah, but, 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 okay, but no one wants to watch Ohio State Northwestern. Okay, no, but cool. nobody oh, wants, no to watch, wants to watch. Nobody wants to watch Alabama Vanderbilt. Are you yeah, sure? No one does. Are you sure? Outside I'm of Alabama. Positive. Uh, no, are you sure about uh, that? Yes, yes, yes. Football I'm in sure. the South. Football in the South. Okay. Do Each you want to watch? Has... Do you want to watch a team just that you know is going to win roll over a team that it has like two years on two wins but, on the year? Question: What game gets prime time? Ohio State, Northwestern, Alabama, Vanderbilt. 
Alabama Neither. Vanderbilt. No, Neither. Alabama. No, you have one. You have two options. That's it. What game gets prime time? Alabama Vanderbilt or Ohio State Northwestern? Both. You know the answer. No, you know Literally, the answer. Like, if, Don't if you're doing stop that, trying no, to avoid. There's no. You know the answer. To be clear, none of those teams would be a prime time game. I just want you guys to know that. Uh, Hank, that's but, not true. That is true. That's no, not true. No, nope. those games. Alabama would, plays Ole Miss in prime time every year. Unless, because that's because that's like because that's a rivalry. That's a, that's a rivalry. That's Alabama. No, I don't see. I don't that's see KU K State in primetime games. Just saying. Yeah, because KU is like the worst college football program of all time. Of course, that's gonna be a thing. That, but uh, that's not the point. That's not the point I'm making. K, I I think I, I agree with what you're saying that SEC majority is primetime, but I I disagree with what you said. How it's always gonna be SEC in primetime. I I think. I think there's still plenty of games that the Big Ten can do that will be in prime time. Like, man, a Minnesota-Ohio State game would be great to watch. Ohio State or Wisconsin-Michigan game is great to watch. I mean, there's plenty of Big Ten games that have that prime time available. I think more so than the ACC, uh, definitely. I think the ACC – there shouldn't be any games in the ACC that are in prime time. I mean, gosh, there's only Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Honestly, I mean, if you want the truth, Hank, the Big Ten has more prime time opportunities than the Big 12. Yeah. Honestly, and it's a I, long shot. I, I, because outside I think, of Oklahoma – in Texas, but Texas is really South Central on basically just the state of Texas itself. I, I don't – I would say the Big Ten is probably the second most primetime given conference in all of football. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd agree. I think definitely SEC number one, and then I'd, I'd probably put Big Ten number two. And that's – honestly, when I'm, when I'm thinking this, I – kind of just put them in order on the conferences that are the best. SEC number one, Big Ten number two, Big 12 number three, ACC four, Pac-12 five. Pac-12 is different because they're on the super – on the West Coast, so it, it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to be on primetime. Um, but, again, I, I, I don't think necessarily the SEC um, – that an Alabama and Vanderbilt game is going to be before a Wisconsin and – I don't know – Wisconsin and Northwestern. I don't think there's really an advantage there um, too much. But, I mean, we all have our opinions, I guess. We're kind of, we're kind of getting off topic, but that was a fun topic. I enjoy talking about that, and I hope we can talk about that more. Yeah, uh, Hank, hopefully, Hank, real the quick, starts. Before, before we switch topics, there, there's talks that if college football is not played, that the NFL would like to play some games, if not all games, on Saturday. Do you guys think that's an option, and well, what, how do you feel about it? I like the. I heard that they would do. They would do a th- triple header. They, they would do three games on Saturday, which I think would be great. I think you'd have to. I think people on Saturdays would would sit on their couch and be like, "What? What do I do now?" I mean, I certainly would. I, I wouldn't know what to do. Um, so I think NFL would have to do some type of triple header, three games on a Saturday type deal in order to uh, just to keep everybody sane. Honestly, um, so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Saturdays. Like Hank says, they have something to watch on TV. You uh, <clears throat> get the knockout games. So you put more primetime games, you know, different days. Get more viewings, get more ratings, all that. I think it's, it's a win-win for both the public getting something on Saturday and Sunday, and then also for the NFL getting more games, getting more airtime and all that good stuff as well. Yeah, I think it would be good for ratings and football to move some uh, NFL games to Saturdays. Uh, I just love the tradition of having – NFL on Sundays, that's always been one of my favorite things growing up, just waking up, waiting for that noon Chiefs game kickoff. And um, I, I, 
I don't know why we put so much football throughout the week. Like it just seems like we have football every day during the week throughout the season. But I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind moving NFL to Saturday. I, I like I like the the thing that Hank said where you get like three or four games on Saturday, you still really Sunday heavy, but you may have one or two really good games on Saturday. So it 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 piques your interest, gives you something to look forward to for Saturday, but you still have the the majority of NFL going on on Sunday. One thing I want to add just because I uh, I think it's kind of funny is how uh, NASCAR is having fans in the stands. And college football is talking about being canceled. It's I know it's completely different. I know that it's NASCAR is so much easier to stay safe and all this kind of stuff. But I just think it's funny how NASCAR is such ahead of other sports, how they, they've allowed fans in their stands already. And they're still questioning on if um, a college football season can be played. That's how that's how different um, things are right now, which I just think is funny. I kind of wanted to add. Um. All right. Well, let's t- let's quit talking about college football for a little bit. Let's uh, let's shift over to baseball, um, guys. There has been a ton of surprises so far this year, um, just to just to say the least. I mean, my Colorado Rockies are playing very well. They've had a great start to the year. Uh, right now, I think they're at eleven. They're in eleven four. Um, they're losing by four runs in the seventh inning, though, so they might go to eleven five uh, after tonight. But you know, guys, it's been a it's been a year so so far full of surprises. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably one of the, the most the most fun baseball player to watch right now. I mean, he is he is really just he's going and he's hitting a lot of home runs and he's fast, he's quick, plays great defense. I mean, the guy is just can do it all. Um, there's been some teams that have kind of let us down. For me, it's like the White Sox who haven't really uh, they had a lot of hype coming into the year and they really haven't proven that they are that amazing yet. Um, but I want to know your guys' thoughts so far on the year. Who do you guys like? What teams are um, – what team are you guys surprised by? Like, I'm surprised by the Orioles and the Miami Marlins. I mean, man, the Miami Marlins are, I think, in first in the NL East. That, that's, to me, that's insane. Um, but there's a few teams that – what are a few teams that you guys like this year who are you're kind of surprised by, who really kind of let you down, and some players that you guys think could be a race to be an MVP candidate? Uh, I'll say I'm going to have to go with you, Hank, the Rockies. I mean, I knew they weren't going to be bad. I mean, I thought they were going to be middle of the pack team. I mean, it still is early in this so-called season, whatever it is. Um, but they surprised me a lot. Um, they're hitting the crap out of the ball for sure. But they're still, like you said, they're kind of giving up a lot of runs too. So we'll see how that goes throughout the season. Um, but Rockies are the team that have like, kind of surprised me. They're playing really well. Um, like you said, I have to add on as a – lead off of that too yeah Tatis he's like 21 and this yeah he's he's definitely the face of the French the MLB uh once Trout gets a little bit older and retires he's definitely that next generation who thinks would be the the one that they market towards the one that they put all their posters and all that good stuff so he's definitely I think the new new guy on the block that's gonna be the face of the league in about five or six, five years or so um and then team that's disappointed he's gotta be my angels I mean again I thought they'd be in the middle of the pack but they're just garbage this season it is tough to watch again you could get all the talent in the world to trout otani rendon you have an awesome hitting lineup but you take your starting pitcher out in the fifth inning with a two-run lead and lose by 10 runs like you, you, something's going on so i think angels got a lot of stuff to figure out like i said the season is so young of what is season it still feels weird watching it uh all the 60 games and everything but yeah i mean colorado rock is playing well We'll see how that goes with the rest of the season. Tatis is 
on fire and see if the Angels can pick it up to finish their season strong here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Not entirely. I wasn't huge on them, but the Red Sox. I, I'm surprised. They're sitting at six and nine right now. I, I kind of thought they'd be. Yeah, they a, I kind of thought they'd be a little bit above 500, but I didn't think they'd be quite as bad as they are. Uh, the Twins are a team that I'm very intrigued over the next couple weeks. They started out 11 and two, and they just dropped four games to the Royals. So you start 11 and two, and then lose four in a row to the worst team in your division. I I'm interested to see how that one goes. Honestly, one of my favorite teams right now is the A's. The A's are playing some really good baseball. They're they're hitting the ball. They've got good pitching, and they're I mean they've taken over that division so far. The Astros have been horrible in that division. The Rangers have great pitching. They just can't hit a baseball. And so I, I think that's probably one. Like you said, the Marlins are, are really good. They, they had a while, like a break there for a while, so they haven't played as many games as everybody else. So it's, I'm kind of interested to see where that continues to go. Cubs are tearing it up still. And like you said, the Rockies are playing pretty well. Um, them and the Dodgers are going to have a really, really good fight this season between the two of them. The Marlins have cracked the code. Half your team gets COVID, you come back, you win five straight. I've absolutely loved what the Marlins have done this year. Maybe more teams need to start going to bars. Go to bars, get a little bit of COVID, come back, win five straight. You're going to be good. The St. Louis Cardinals, they're going to come out red hot. I just know it. They have to play what? <laughs> That's 55, if they get to play 50, again. 55 games in what, like 40 days, something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Crazy. But But there is optimism behind that because the Marlins have officially cracked the code when it comes to COVID. But I look around baseball, and I'm just sitting here going, guys, it, the Yankees are going to win it. The, Yan- the Yankees are going to win the title. They, they just have the lineup. They have the pitching staff. They, they just top to bottom. They are going to win it this year. I am fully convinced on that. But if I'm looking for a disappointment this year, it's definitely got to be the Boston Red Sox. I know earlier Chris Sale um, had to get Tommy John and – he, he was going to be out for the year, and they knew that coming in. But con- considering what they have as far as that lineup, they have just been subpar this year, and it's honestly been really disappointing to watch them play. Do you guys feel this shortened season, the champion's going to have a little asterisk next to it? Is it going to be like a, a kind of champion thing, like you didn't really win it? Like, um, you really I, I think I think in terms of like the actual record book, no. But in the minds of a lot of people, yes. That's what I, I think. think. No, I mean, obviously, yeah. The record book's going to show they officially won the big. Uh, not, Jesus, I'm still in the Big Twelve. <laughs> they officially won the World Series. Uh, this player officially won the MVP. But I'm just, I'm with you, Logan. Officially, yeah, you got me. I mean, technically, on the record yeah. books in the history, they will be known as world champions, and that'll be the MVP of that year. But in, I feel like a vast majority of sports fans, MLB fans, they're going to be like, I mean, it's like the Astros. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you really won that. Like, congratulations, I guess. Like, you had a great 60 games. For me, for me, it's like, it's you, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be fully sent whoever wins awards this year. I think you got to put, you know, in the record books, put in parentheses, 60 game season. But that doesn't mean that they're not the champions. I, I'm not, I don't think anybody should be. 
I think they should be the World Series champions for 2020. I, I definitely think so. Uh, what makes me mad is nothing that you guys said, but I see people. I've talked to people and I've seen tweets. They're like, "Who cares about the season? Like, why? Do, like, who? What do you like? Who? Who? Like, why do we even bother? Like, what kind of competitor are you for someone to be like? Uh, for them, like, who cares about the season? Like, the season doesn't even matter, kind of thing. Like, to me, I mean, play the game yeah. and win the game. You know, if you get a chance to play, you got to play to win. Yeah. yeah, and I see people who are just like, oh, baseball. I don't know why they have baseball. It's so different this year. I mean, they're doing their best they can with what's going on right now. Uh, I get it. There's a lot of restrictions that are kind of dumb, but they're they're just trying to save themselves, and so I, I can't be too mad about it. But I I think it's ridiculous how people are just tweeting, and the media is like, why? What's what's the even point of playing? It's so stupid. Like, man, be a competitor and go out there and play baseball. And that's that's what these guys are doing. So I applaud them for doing that. And uh, yeah, and it just makes me mad hearing that from people because I'm I just like, I mean, who cares? what are, are they going to go out there and lose on purpose because of COVID? No, they're going to go out there. And they're going to compete. So. I, I just think that's kind of silly how people have been saying some stuff like that. I don't know if you guys have heard that, but I, that's just kind of what I've heard. Yeah, um, I, I think that's uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna play the game, you got to play it to win it, and I think it's just that simple. Um, got, kind of going back to what Cade said, I agree that the Yankees are the best team in baseball, but it kind of scares me watching them. They have days where they can't hit a baseball. Yeah, it is weird. It is, they, how good some they days, are, the lineup is, but there's there, days there's some great. days that they can't they can't keep the ball in the yard because they just keep hitting home runs. But then there's other days where it's strikeout central and they can't they can't even make contact. And so it just it's it. I still think that they're the best team in baseball. I think they've got to be the favorite. But maybe if you if they run into a really good pitching staff, they could they could run into a little bit of issues with some of their their streakiness with their bats. Don't get me wrong. Their pitching is good enough to win it, um, which is kind of impressive because they don't have – I mean, they have Garrett Cole, obviously, but outside of him, they don't have, like, huge names like they usually do. No, not really. I mean, Tanaka's been good. and He's been okay. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there, Logan. Um, but, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you bring up a good point. The Yankees, they can't – they have been streaky at times, and but that lineup on paper is very oh, yeah. scary. John yeah. Carlos Stan's going on the 10-day 10, 10 IL, so we'll have more about that. Um, we'll talk about NBA guys next time. Uh, I think we're kind of close to the end of our limit here. So this was uh, Inside the Dome podcast. I am Hank Bollinger for Logan Scott, Cade Livey, and Garrett Cannon. We will see you guys later. Thank you.